Well, hello there, listeners, film fans, film goers, film lovers, and of course, last but not least, filmmakers. You are tuned in to the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. This is the destination to find all the wonderful films that you see at flickfair.com. Just what kind of films? Well, we've got feature, documentary, short films, experimental, music video, horror, action, romance, comedy, science fiction, the list goes on and on. Now, the big question is, why haven't you gotten your pass yet? It is so easy. All you have to do is go to flickfair.com, click on get my pass, and well, of course, get your pass. Now, you know what happens after you've gotten your pass? You can now plunge yourself into this beautiful cinematic world of films from all over the planet. And not only that, you can judge which one you think is the best of the best, because each month we award our best of winners with best documentary, best feature film, best music video, etc., etc. Not only that, there's more exciting news. Now you can download the Flickfair app, available now in the Apple Store or Google Play. So all you have to do is look for Flickfair, download the app, and you are ready to take that cinematic adventure with you wherever you go. Now, do you hear that? That is the magical, enchanting, and sensual sound of music rising up with the tide as the sun goes down and the moon hangs low in the night sky. That is the sound of two lovers entwined in an embrace as the tide rises around them, as their kisses send them further and further down into an abyss of memories and pain and heartache and heartbreak. That is the sound of a love story, and we all know love stories. And our guest for this episode of the Flick Fair Official Podcast is here to tell us all about that. Right after this, you're listening to the Flick Fair Official Podcast with yours truly, Akio Wingate. Are you a storyteller? Do you have a film that you're ready to show to the world? Well, what are you waiting for? The opportunity is yours for the taking right here at Flickfair. You now can enter your film in the Flickfair Film Festival and have viewers from all over the globe watch it and judge it and decide whether or not you are the best feature film, the best documentary film, the best music video, the best of the best. No matter what your category is, take advantage of this opportunity to share your gift with the rest of the world. Go to flickfair.com and register today. You can now get the Flickfair app on your phone. Go to the Apple Store or Google Play to download today. Just look for Flickfair, and then you can take the movie magic with you wherever you go. Welcome back to the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. Now, before the break, I tease that our special guest today is here to give us an inside look into what it takes to weave a magical tale of sensuality, love, and longing. Well, let's not beat around the bush. Here's today's Logline. Logline. Shores is a reflection of the journey 
into the unconscious and into the reality that we sometimes want to project from our inner longing uh, related to attachment and the fear of losing love. My name is Kelly Joanne Jenkins and I directed Shores um, and it's a music video. And there yes. you have it, Flick Fair podcast listeners. That's our guest, Kelly Joanne Jenkins, who brought us the lovely music video, Shores. She is our guest today. And wow, Kelly, what a wonderful music video you've uh, rendered for us here at Flick Fair. Thank, thank you, you so much, Akil. And I thank feel you for, very honored. Thank you for <laughs> joining us. Now, I just have to say right off the bat, uh, when we typically think of music videos these days, they're kind of like a hodgepodge, a mishmash of just... Um, rather incoherent uh, images where the artist or artists is front and center, um, breaking the fourth wall, singing to the camera, um, and nothing really stands out from the other crop of music videos. But your music video here is haunting, it's kind of magical, um, it's sensual, it's a number of things. And if we're honest, it doesn't look like a music video. It's a film. It really is a film. Um, yes. Let's, let's, let's get right into it. Let's talk about this, this, uh, this music video and this song. The song is called Shores? Yes, the song is called Shores. How yeah. did you discover the song and who is the artist behind, behind the song? Yeah, so um, the artist behind the song is Sandscape. Um, mm -hmm. Alicia Sachedat and Daniel Sonnebend. Uh, Daniel Sonnebend is the music producer and Eliza Shedat, she's the uh, singer. Mm -hmm. And they've both created uh, Together Shores uh, and their band uh, is called Sandscape. Mm -hmm. So I actually, when I just moved to London, so I worked for the film Dunkirk of Christopher Nolan uh, mm -hmm. in the AD team. Mm -hmm. And I met like an incredible scenic uh, background artist and um yeah he invited me to live in his um room and i was just really fond of like moving to its england and london to experience like the top level of filmmaking mm. um and there i post i reacted on a post of them i think it was like shooting people it's like an online platform that uh, musicians but also filmmakers um can find each other um mm -hmm. to create Mm. And yeah, I, you know, I, I, I replied and then I, I really send the message from the heart out of my enthusiasm mm -hmm. uh, without any boundaries and just, you know, really trying to be, you know, not trying to be just being authentic. Mm. And yeah, I immediately received the reply and we met up and I hear the song and I could just complete, I just saw it completely in front of me, like how I wanted to tell the story and what I felt for it and the music really opened up a lot of doors in my inner world, in my inner creation. And it was so clear, especially at the end of the music video, that it was so such a defined timing for me to, mm. and such a defined match for me to specifically work on this song and to visualize that. And to Had this been the first time you had ever worked on a music video? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. uh, so hearing them, are, are you are you a musical person? Uh, yes, I I'm uh, I love music. I play mm -hmm. music myself and I sing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I feel that music has all music opens doors like very deep inside of you. Mm -hmm. You know, it has a certain frequency that opens doors that other impulses might not open. Mm 
Mm. And this what I really felt with this song that it did that. Mm. And that it was just taking, you know, I feel as an artist, it's very important to be as much as a vessel mm -hmm. to, I'm just only channeling through, you know, mm. what wants mm. to come through. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I try to be a much clean and clear vessel as I can to share with what like the highest good has, you know, <laughs> the mastermind has in mind and wants to get through through the arts and through it's, the music. It's, and it's the such a, it's such an interesting, shows. it's such an interesting thing to, to, see directors uh filmmakers render something from uh another genre another medium that isn't yeah. visual um whereas music is 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 auditory and to make those two languages sort of speak and commune together um i'm wondering when you first heard this music and you replied to the artists that you would love to enter the universe and, and create something for them. If you already had something in your head, if you had already seen something visually in your mind when you first heard this music. And if so, yes, what, I, what might that have been? I directly saw it. So I directly saw a woman being in a big ocean of water mm. that was swimming through her own unconscious. Mm -hmm. uh, without being conscious of it and mm. kind of um, swimming through reality and through this deep inner <laughs> expanded un unconsciousness that mm. we all embody but mm -hmm. that we a lot of times are not aware of yet or awakened into yet mm -hmm. that sometimes also makes us act upon certain situations or experiences in life um, without um, acting from our purest potential. And now I really understand that this was all about that because after Shores, um, a lot of things happened related to the music video. Mm. And I really um, kicked off my, my very own spiritual journey and uh -huh. awakening towards this. The film is like a very important process of that. And it was just a reflection of my own journey of being afraid to lose love and therefore myself and actually not feeling complete and whole with myself and feeling lost. And um, yes, the, the water really represents this divine feminine energy, mm. this big lake of, uh, uh, you know, of, 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 of abundance and, and, and uh, that we can just freely float in, like in the womb, you know, like into, in, in the void before we, you know when we come all come from the source before we step into our embodiment mm. and that we can feel very free in this but we can also feel very lost and alone in like a big dark space and for me this was like yeah sorry yeah there, there's a there's a there's a funny but also uh poignant uh editorial cartoon um where it, it, it has two panels and in the first panel you see uh a person, a woman actually, walking up a flight of stairs and it's captioned everyone else's spiritual journey. Then in the second panel, you see a woman swimming in deep water and it says, my spiritual journey. It's interesting that you should you should say that about uh, the, the connection between this woman swimming through her own consciousness and uh, um, not being cognizant of it quite yet, but um, the reality reality coming to a head by the end of the music video um could you could you tell our listeners a little bit about the song or what the 
what the song is about? Yeah, so um, the song is about, um, it mainly, the, the main line that you would hear if you listen to the song is stay with me mm. and don't let the shores uh, blur in between us. Mm-hmm. And it really, for me, it was very much related to the feminine side of my family, the feminine lineage um, that I could see with my grandmother, that she was really very attached to my grandfather mm-hmm. and so dependent on it that she really lost herself in it. Mm. And when I was creating Shores, I lived in London, but I decided to come back to Amsterdam to actually leave my dream behind because I was in a relationship with someone and I was kind of afraid to lose that person if I would not go back. Mm. And then also my grandmother, she became very ill and she was so attached to my grandfather that she asked so much energy of him that um, he passed away before her because mm-hmm. he became ill of that. And two mm. weeks later, I dream about a woman standing in the light. And it was my grandmother in the oh, wow. shore, shores of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And she looks down to the ground and she's so afraid to be on her own and left alone and lost. And there comes my grandfather that just passed away two weeks before. Mm. And he grabs her hand and they swim into the ocean, into the water. And the sun goes down and I see myself in my dream sitting with my film crew on the beach Mm. looking at it. And then the sun goes down, we applause. And it was like the last day that the final edit of Shores was being created. Mm. And I wake up and I have 10 missed calls of my mother that my grandmother passed away. Oh my. And I realized all of a sudden that... And a day later, my um, my ex-partner broke up with me, you know. He, mm. uh, so it was all, it all came into completion. I understood why I had to make this, you know, that this was just a reflection yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of, of what happened into my life. And mm. also it showed me how interconnected everything is and how it's also representing, you know, the healing of the, the, the collective energy to really dare to, to kind of... Um, lean into our trust and into the wholeness of ourselves and into mm. this divine feminine energy. It, it's something because uh, it, it can't be said <laughs> enough. It can't be repeated enough that um, honestly, the, the best stories are told when the storytellers have stakes, you know, um, when they have a, an investment in the way that the story is being told and the authenticity of the story. And you you obviously had stakes in this story, um, hence the yes. w- way that you could visualize this and envision uh, the way that this song came to life on our t- cinema screens, so to speak. Um, yes. do you, did you find yourself uh, during the process of filming, hearing the song, um, over and over again, and then finally finding new rhythms and new cadences with the song? Were there moments where you were surprised that I hadn't listened to it like this before until until you actually had started filming? Yes. Um, well, it was actually very quickly, very soon, very clear what I wanted to create. And mm. uh, it was also very interesting, the whole process of the filmmaking. It was really meant to be created because everything went very fluently. And as we all know, as filmmakers, it can be very challenging to also, you know, get the funding together, get the team together and to um, get something up and running and to actually be fortunate to materialize it. Mm. So 
um, when listening to the song, it was very clear what I wanted to create. But of course, the more you listen to it, the more you understand why you uh, connect certain dots and why you mm. also very unconsciously um, uh, choose for certain aspects mm -hmm. to be in the film. And for example, so in the shots, I could really um, feel that I was using very um, zoomed in shots to really be yeah. very like uh, like the eyes of the of 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 Luca of the the, the girl to really get into the character and mm -hmm. to be for it to be a very intimate um, connection to uh, the viewer and to really feel this this journey mm -hmm. but also to work with like very like big total shots underneath the water to represent this this big space that you can feel so lost in if you mm. are not mm -hmm. centered in yourself yeah and um i feel that or grounded also grounded as a kind of exactly. as a play on word a grounded yeah yeah mm. grounded and that's why i also worked it was interesting because i prepared this interview and all of a sudden when i looked back on my film i realized that i worked with all the four elements like the mm. the roots of the tree shooting into the ground uh, of Luca and uh, the man um, Maurice, like being naked and having this intimate interaction, and also to work with the water and to work with the fire element and to work with the air element of of Luca being, you know, rolling her up almost as a, a baby, you know, and mm -hmm. that she in naked that she in naked like floats over the air, and I feel this all had to these were all like representations of like even almost shamanic elements you know like the, yeah the 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 air representing the the need of expression also through this song also what i felt when eliza sang it i heard her her her, her pain also in the song mm -hmm. and her longing and her um dance within this you know and that's what mm -hmm. i try to create also in the music video this dance of daring to let go but not being able to let go and trying to grasp upon and uh, therefore grasping upon someone else so much that you lose it and that you mm. actually lose yourself in um, yeah being overwhelmed by your own emotions. I, uh, I really sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. I really felt that that's suffering in a way, you know. Uh, mm. Also, from uh, a woman singing this, I felt that's that suffering, you know, uh, of, of the feminine uh, that also came to the surface in this song. And I really wanted to reflect on this. And I think that music, the combination of music and film is so empowering. Mm. I can remember that I was sitting as a kid in front of MTV when all the Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson music videos were on. And like, wow, it really inspired me. It just mm -hmm, gave mm -hmm. me this kind of like, ah, this fire inside, you know, like, this is what I want to create. This is what I would love to, you know, to, 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 yeah, to materialize. <laughs> Some of the words I used uh, to, to describe the music video were magical and haunting. Um, uh, what would be some of the words you would use to describe the song as well as? Well, as I'm, mm -hmm. I feel very blessed and honored that you have, that you just put like, the finger on the point you know this is exactly what it was for me about mm. uh, magical and haunting and mm. i would also say um mystical okay and mm -hmm. surreality 
mm-hmm. uh, because I really try to work with, you know, her trying to understand her also being in confusing with herself, uh, being in reality, but also being in surreality. Mm-hmm. And I try to um, represent these worlds with like the world above the surface of the water of mm-hmm. her also in the first shot and the last shot that she's observing herself from behind the leaves mm. uh, but also it is like and the water world that represents the surreality and that I could also play more um, with to create a more surreal world you you mentioned uh, you mentioned childhood and infancy and birth as well for a lot of people water is a portal it's uh it's a gateway but it's also sort of a, a naissance a, a birth um yes yeah exactly so, so even and and mentioning those 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 four elements um there's a in a lot of different religious texts there's always this this uh theme of things being rebirthed through water being rediscovered through fire um rather than being not necessarily being lost but being rediscovered or being reformed so to speak yes um yes. Up, up through the ashes up through the dust up to the through the to the to the well to the water um or even carried through the wind these all these different things of where in some instances where a loss of someone um, might seem the end for other people. They look at it as the as a beginning, as a birth of something. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, listeners, we are uh, really, really, truly, truly honored to have our guest Kelly Joanne Jenkins, who brought us the lovely musical video shores to the Flick Fair Film Festival. We're going to hear a little bit of the music now. Um, I can't say highly enough how wow, ethereal and uh, haunting and moving it is. Well, now you can hear for yourselves. We'll be right back after this break. Every week at the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast, we have exciting new guests who talk to us about their exciting new film. So don't miss out. Be sure to tune in each week for the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. Did you know that Flick Fair is now on Instagram, Facebook, and all social media? Be sure to follow us. Just look for Flick Fair. Be sure to get your Flick Fair Film Festival official festival pass by going to flickfair.com, clicking on Get My Pass, and then, of course, get your pass. Don't miss out on all the wonderful films that you can find at flickfair.com. This is the Flick Fair Podcast, and we are tuned in. Welcome back. You're listening to the Flick Fair Film Festival official podcast with yours truly, Akil Wingate. And our guest today is Kelly Joanne Jenkins, who brought us the lovely musical film, Shores. And right when we were going to break, you all probably got hypnotized by that 
music that was uh, uh, performed by the group is called Soundscape. Yes, Soundscape. Yeah. And uh, our guest Kelly Joanne Jenkins has rendered the sort of visual scape, the the uh, landscape that you see on your cinema screens to just that music. Now, Kelly, um, let's see where to begin. Uh, as I, when we started, I, one of the words I used was sensual and which is, which is for some people, it's a throwaway term, but for, for the purposes of, of an instance where it is really sensual, and this was actually sensual, um, I want to get right down to it because I'm sure there are some filmmakers listening who will probably see your video and marvel at how wonderfully it was rendered. Um, well, we're not thinking sex, we're not thinking gratuitous sex or anything like that, but the actual sensuality between two people who are in love. Um, how important was it for you to convey that nuance in, in, in this video? It was very important for me to dare to work with nakedness. Mm. And I think it's very important in life Mm -hmm. uh, and also to, yeah, uh, unconsciously <laughs> inspire that daring to be vulnerable is our biggest strength mm -hmm. and daring to be authentic is mm -hmm. our biggest, you know, um, truth for me. And this is why I chose for it to work with nakedness mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that also to show, to break through these um, stigmas of um if a woman is naked mm. that it has a distorted pattern of mm -hmm, sexuality mm -hmm. around it mm -hmm. and i really wanted to break that through to yeah. uh show that this can that it's like that you know i really wanted to represent her as this goddess you know the this 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 pure like aesthetic beauty that mm. our body also contains yeah. and that's this 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 true love that you can feel and that can resonate through two bodies and it's, that our bodies contain so much wisdom you know and that there's um no there should be no um nothing weird around that <laughs> yeah it's very it's very very beautiful it's um it's it's strange because the from the moment we see them together these two lovers on screen we know they have history um, and uh, the cadences of the music matches so well with the movements of these two actors. Uh, were they were there rehearsals in terms of choreography, or how did you how did you map that out in terms of the movement that we see on ground on 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 the shore, as well as underwater? Um, yeah. How did you how did you pull that off? Yeah, so we, um, we've been uh, rehearsing a lot because we needed to find a way to shoot underneath the water as mm -hmm. effectively that we could mm -hmm. um, film-wise, but also to be able to, for them to hold their breath and to still be comfortable in um, creating the movement that we were looking for. So we chose for it to work with um, the world record hold 
author of free diving she's oh, called wow. nanya she's and she, there was a coincidence that she was from the netherlands so she can hold her breath nine minutes underneath the water oh yes this is the the woman that uh we see video from like bbc and national geographic that does the deep 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 diving uh yes. free free breathe what is it called free breathing something of that that sort yeah free With, diving without a, yeah without yeah. an apparatus to support her breath exactly wow. and it's very much uh a meditation you know mm. it's it I also wanted to show through this that our body has ourselves, we are like limitless potential. You know, we mm -hmm. have so much more capacity than we think. And also with Nanya, she's like a pure representation of that, you know, mm -hmm. that we, our mind gets in, in, in the way mostly of the times uh, letting us think that we can't do things, but she can, our body is capable of doing that. But of course, um, so together with Nanya, we've been rehearsing uh, two times for the uh, actors to be able to hold their breath and to be um, to create as much peace in the mind uh, mm. to do this. And then I went to the swimming pool where my mother works in uh -huh. <laughs> uh, in the Netherlands, and we've been uh, I've been rehearsing with them the movements in the water, underneath the water, and also for them to get used to each other. And um, it's interesting because Maurice. He's not an actor. I, uh, it was quite difficult for me to find someone that was willing to be naked mm -hmm. to do the challenge underneath the water and also not being paid because we didn't have any money to create this music video. It's been completely created out of goodwill mm. and of, of like dear uh, um, crew and cast. And I've been very much supported by um, In Case of Fire, the production company that's um, um, produced it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I saw him in uh, uh, the gym. That's when I was still going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him out east and I saw, I knew him and I, I saw that he had like kind of a look into his eyes that I wanted to capture and that he had like the strength also, the physical mm. strength to do this and to hold space for Luca in this. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I was really uh, I'm blessed for them to be, wanting to be willing to step into this process on screen aesthetically it's it's a it's a lovely match because here you have this redhead whose uh hair is like a blaze of fire and then this this uh this athletic man who has this earthen colored hair so like yeah. these two elements coming together molding together yeah but um my my first thought was without knowing their history uh as as actors um was that you had two dancers for the music video and in fact you're telling us that uh these are two actors that you had you had cast and you rehearsed the movements with them these were not uh actors coming from from some ballet company or anything of the sort no no and i was looking for uh dancers but it was just very difficult to mm. find someone and wow uh i have a dance background myself i've been dancing a lot so i had okay. that kind of experience to bring into the film Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. yeah, it was a really beautiful process because we've been able to shoot the underwater part uh, in a big tank that is mm -hmm. used by the Dutch Marine to uh, train okay. submarine so escapes. That's how you got those those amazing uh, yeah. wide shots from from below, uh, looking yeah. up at the two of them hovering above in the in the water. Yes. Okay. And we had like three cinematographers that wanted to help with three divers. 
uh-huh. and we had an incredible first AD that's uh, Mark van der Bel that was uh, uh, used to be a diver. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot of experience in guiding us through. And uh, we just chose for like one light beam to go through the dark the water. From, a, uh, from above? We were limited shot, uh, from shot. above. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we were limited in our budget, but it also creates, you know, sometimes our limitations also create a lot of creativity. Yeah. And we need to think in solutions. And I was also very honored to work with uh, Gabor Deok, who was the cinematographer, mm-hmm. who is very experienced. Um, and yeah, he's also been holding a lot of space for me as a, you know, as a younger director to mm-hmm. be able to do this. And myself, I've been, I've never studied film. I've been working through film. Uh, I started off as a location assistant, production assistant, third AD, first AD. So in the six years of film, eight years of filmmaking, I always try to be a sponge and mm. learn as much from the people that I found inspiring around me. May it be a director or may it be a light assistant. And I really understood that filmmaking is very much about human connection mm. and working together as a team. And I was just very blessed to have received this goodwill of the crew to be wanting me to support me in my journey as a film director. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's, there, there's some nuggets in what you just said, particularly for some of the aspiring filmmakers in the audience listening. Um, this has always been sort of this debate about, okay, do I go to film school to pursue my passion of becoming uh, X, Y, or Z in the film industry, or do I just hit the ground running and try and uh, immerse myself in the industry? And, you know, no path is, is, is necessarily um, the absolute one, but it's good to hear uh, stories like your own where people can be, can find inspiration and, and actually say to themselves, okay, I have not, it's not too late for me because I didn't go to film school. I can actually still, um, uh, learn from from the practitioners in the field by actually working on on something um, and yes. picking up as much as I possibly can. So many of the greats have. So many of the greats have. Yeah, actually. I feel that this is really important to really honor your own journey and to not compare and to really listen into your heart and intuition what suits you. And I felt for myself that it was the most important to first understand in life what I am. Mm-hmm. And what from there I want to express. And I needed another journey uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Now, if I would look back and choose, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I would say in my next life, I would, yeah, I would love to go for a film academy and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, have support and guidance. But in a way, I'm also happy that I didn't because I also feel that we have everything in ourselves mm-hmm. um, to create. And we don't need to learn from someone else, uh, you know, to, to um, understand um, how we should create and what mm-hmm. we want to express. And mm-hmm. I also find it very freeing that I haven't learned how to do that because it's just coming from completely from my intuitions and from my sentences that you know, I feel around me. You know what's ironic? It's, a, it's an interesting parallel because you are directing a music video. And we don't seem to have the same conversation when it comes to music artists, for example. No one brings up whether or not Elvis Presley went to um, uh, a music school to learn how to sing properly or whether um, Michael Jackson went to a music school to learn how to sing 
or to, to write music or any of the so-called greats uh, in the music industry um, went to a so-called music academy to cut their teeth and um, uh, sort of refine their talents. Uh, it's, it's, it's strange that for this particular industry, that seems to be, it seems to be the debate of whether or not to go to film school. Um, yes, because and, I also, mm -hmm. sorry to interrupt you, because this is really the topic to my heart also. Um, mm -hmm. I really feel that I think it's great to go to music, uh, oh, sorry, to um, a film academy, an art academy, because it's incredible if people with experience can hold mm -hmm. space for you, you mm -hmm. have the structure, you have like, uh, connection with other students that are all, all like on the same journey um, but I do also sometimes think especially for filmmaking and I don't want to say that it's good or wrong but mm -hmm. what I experience in the Netherlands at least is that a lot of the funding still goes to uh, students that have done a film academy mm. and uh, unfortunately and you always out of my experience I've always felt that it's sometimes still quite an elite industry mm, mm -hmm. but i you know and that you sometimes need to fight harder for it if you're not coming from a film academy and uh if you don't have that connections already if you don't already have a name mm -hmm. but that it's, being said you know mm -hmm. we are like really the we we can create our own reality yeah and we have the full ownership of our own life and, and that's where that's where the uh that's where we get a get more diverse and authentic voices at the table. Um, yes, such, and especially such, such for, as yours. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also important to have more feminine filmmakers, you know, yes. because mm -hmm. film also it's such a storytelling and it also creates a lot of inspiration and maybe even influences for the ones who are open for that. And mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it would be good if that would be more in, into balance, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah. look at uh, we we always we always we always have these uh, interesting stories about who came from what school. But then when we see some of the new bright voices that are out there, like Ava DuVernay, for example, who never went to film school and picked up a camera and uh, invested in herself. And now here she is uh, <laughs> directing some of the biggest series and and films in, in the industry at the moment. Um, it's 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 a it's a really really uh, touchy subject for a lot of people, but I I find it fascinating because so many listeners are probably weighing what should they do, um, particularly given that so many of them aren't in the position to possibly go to film school or afford film school, and thinking okay, well there that closes the door on their dreams when. In reality, that's not necessarily the case, that there's always a way. You, you spoke earlier about finding solutions, for example, in, in filming, filming uh, uh, shores um, with the, yeah. the different things that came, came about. And so it's, it's refreshing to hear you say that um, because I'm, I'm imagining there are plenty of people who are listening who will find inspiration from hearing you say that. Um, one of the oh, things that's that... my biggest gift. <laughs> really, I feel <laughs> thank you so much for also you know, um, channeling all of this through. And that really is my biggest gift to well, hopefully inspire in this. <laughs> um, as a director, I am curious as to what your process was in terms of communication, both with the crew, but also with the, the, the actors. Let's start with the actors first, because you have this, this intense 
level of intimacy between these two people who, uh, to my understanding, they did not know each other before, before they got on set. How did you um, uh, communicate to these two to create this intimacy and this rapport between them? I felt it was very necessary. The most important thing was to create a sacred space mm. and to, um, yeah, to create this bubble of trust, especially for Luca, um, mm. I felt. And, uh, I, and, and I very directly felt that, you know, being one-on-one, speaking about it, also very clearly setting boundaries, like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable about mm. anything, please let me know. I'm there for you, you know, and we will never, ever go over any boundaries. Mm. Um, and to also speak about that with the two of them. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was the first step. And then, of course, like the rehearsing, you know, and uh, getting used to each other's like body also and 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 mm-hmm. and yeah energy i would say um i think that we've been able to to build that uh, up and that we could also because it was very important also to go underneath the water to um yeah to to create that container for them to to go underneath the water because it was very it was very challenging and mm-hmm. also the water we had two days of shooting so the first day was in a lake Mm-hmm. with the forest around it and the second day was in the water tank mm-hmm. and i was gonna um film shores actually two months before that but then the day before shooting unfortunately the actress had to step out of it who was originally gonna do it mm-hmm. so um the whole shoot needed to be cancelled and okay. i was just very fortunate for the production company to want to continue it but we were getting quite late into the end of the year. It was mm-hmm. already no- October, November that we were sh- shooting it. And actually, it was too cold to oh, for wow. her to go into the water. Yeah. Yes, it was. I would not do that again. It was not responsible. Uh, we, well, and I'm not this saying is, this, like this we, is we, October, we, we October, November, to, October, November yeah, in, the, in the Netherlands. Yeah, and we okay. fully wanted mm-hmm. to. We've been checking in and out, and we've been, I've been going into the water myself, mm. like to feel if it was okay. I mean, sorry, I want to take my words back. It was responsible, but it was very important for us to one-on-one uh, connect, uh, constantly be in communication about it. Like, Luca, mm. are you still okay? Can you still do this? And she was like, "Wow, such a hard one," you know. She just went for it and she would mm-hmm. not give up so i had like a lot of respect for her doing that and also for maurice and um yeah so i think it's very much about transparent communication mm. and with crew it's it's very similar i think it's really important to find um crew that you have a heart connection with and that you trust and that you want to walk the same line uh, in for me it's very important to have everyone aligned to mm. want to create um, something uh, that is in line with each other, but that there's also this trust and space for everyone to put their creativity and talent into it. Mm-hmm. And this again all has to do in like trusting each other. And of course, you know, I need to have a clear vision as a director, and I have, but I can also, by feeling very secure with myself, what my vision is, therefore I can also hold space and give space to my crew and I think it's very important to respect every single person on the set because I know for myself 
how important that is if you are standing for like i've been sometimes working for 16 18 hours mm. on a set you know also out of goodwill not being paid to support someone mm-hmm. someone's mm-hmm. video and i really understand what a difference it makes if a director greets you and says hey thank you you know so i always found it very important to open up and to thank everyone for wanting to be part of this creation and that we mm. are all as important that you know again like a production assistant is just as important as a cinematographer Mm. and i could really create by or or feel experienced by sending out that appreciation and validation towards the crew that they gave me so much back and that they you know that they they run like 10 times harder for Mm -hmm. the film and Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. really shows like on on the film and i also feel that that's why it even won awards because it's just a film that's been created from the heart and from a respect towards each other and from teamwork and really wanting to create something together. Well, the the images are absolutely stunning. It just from top to bottom, it looks like it's it was rendered for a huge colossal budget. There is not a moment uh, in the music video that looks out of place. Uh, from the lens flares that happen behind her head when she's looking deeply into his eyes uh, on the shores, or the way the bubbles kind of circle around them as they do these little pirouettes in the water, and you have the camera shooting up uh, with this wide, this colossal wide angle that makes them look like little specks in the in like an ocean mm-hmm. or something. Um, everything from the top to the bottom seems to fit coherently in place and still uh give the the music the room it needs to to be showcased because it is also this artist's um uh calling card so to speak um i i'm i'm just curious if at any point during the the filmmaking process you looked at your rushes or you looked at it as it was happening and said to yourself wow this is you you kind of pinched yourself in the moment because it's ironic that you talk about um, uh, our heroine, our, our our lead character swimming through her unconsciousness. Did you find yourself swimming through your own unconsciousness during the during the process and then pinch yourself and say, "Wow, this is really happening"? Yes, yeah, this was this was exactly like it. I felt that during, especially after that dream, you know, that I received from my from my grandmother, and that's mm. I opened my and that she passed away I realized like wow I've just been this has been a complete reflection of my journey and when I was in the edit with like incredible editor uh, Kim Hinrichs like you know he was so dedicated and he was also I mean I would really say the second director of this film you know mm-hmm, he really mm-hmm. like so important to work with an editor that has that sensitivity mm-hmm. that feels what it's about and that can like you know Created together and we've been sitting next to each other non-stop and it was really wow it was so delightful to go through these images and to to feel that it was working you know and that mm-hmm. it's uh, that it really was deep and becoming a creation that's yeah that that that's kind of went beyond my dreams and i have to say that shores is I, I, this is something that I still working on, you know, that I can be, I think a lot of filmmakers will recognize them in, in this, that's this perfectionism, you know, and also this fear to fill in a way and wanting it to be 
super perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel that with yours, I am 100% like happy with the film. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the only film that I've made that I am 100% happy with. And well, I even ex- experienced the kind of ooh, the blockage of do I dare to create something <laughs> new again that will, mm. you know, reach that expectations. It's really interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a hearty challenge. It really is. Um, listeners, that's our guest, Kelly Joanne Jenkins, who has brought to us the music video, but I'd, I'd call it a film with music. Uh, Shores to the Flickfair Film Festival. We're gonna hear a little bit more of the music and when we come back, we're gonna get right into what we can expect from our guest going forward. You're listening to the Flickfair Film Festival. We'll be right back. Be sure to get your Flickfair Festival Pass at flickfair.com. Find us here every week for the Flickfair podcast for scintillating conversations with filmmakers and movers and shakers in the world of cinema. This is the Flickfair podcast, and we are tuned in. Welcome back to the Flickfair Film Festival with yours truly, Akia Wingate. We're joined by our guest, Kelly Joanne Jenkins, who has brought us the lovely music video, Shores. Okay, Kelly, um, let's just not beat around the bush. Shores was brilliant. So do you have anything Thank on you. tap for, for our listeners to be on the lookout for? Yes, I am working on a documentary mm-hmm. and it's... Well, there's actually two ideas that I have in mind. I need to choose, or maybe I will both create them. I feel, first of all, that I really want to move towards a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never made a documentary, but I also never made a music video, and I made this one. So 
doesn't matter. <laughs> and um, I think it's very important to have like good mentors around you that you mm. can support you and, and guide you and to just trust um, for what wants to come through. So uh, one of the projects that has been in my heart for four or five years already is about uh, an inspirer in the 60s that was um, active in Liverpool. Mm. He was uh, a singer. Mm-hmm. And his name um, was Rory Storm, and he couldn't speak. He had the big stammer, but he could sing. Mm. And he was like one of the biggest inspirers of the Beatles and Ringo Starr is in his band. And um, we all know the story of the Beatles, and um, they went like uh, sky high. And after that, he went down the hill. And mm. there's an incredible story around this, and I feel that it's is very much related also to themes that we are dealing with now. Uh, themes of, especially um, in the time that we are living now, about daring to be authentic, to express your truth and to mm. accept thyself. And um, so this I find, and to also be still be revolutionary, you know, and to not take things for granted and to be able to break from old structures and to mm-hmm. create like uh, a reality that we want to live in. And to create connection, you know, uh, together. I think this is very important to, um, and this actually leads me to another idea that it's not so defined yet, but I would like to call in a documentary that is actually about, um, that gives a perspective on on our journey now as humanity and towards Mm. this new world and the new tribe that we want to uh, create and to speak about oneness and connection instead of separation and Mm. um, I think that yeah this would be very valuable in the world that we are living now and to remember ourselves you know that we all came here to uh, do exactly the same thing and that's like to live our like soul missions and to raise our frequency to create a better world around Mm. us. Mm-hmm. Where where can uh, our listeners find you on uh, websites or social media? Where can they be on the lookout for yeah. Kelly Joanne Jenkins? So they can find me um, very simply under my name uh, on Instagram and also on Facebook, even though that my Facebook is not so up to date. <laughs> my Instagram is more. And um, they can also find me on my website, uh, which is www.kellyjoannejenkins.com. Uh, yeah and well listeners there you have it that is our guest kelly joanne jenkins who brought to the flick fair film festival shores kelly thank you so much for joining us it truly has been a pleasure talking to you thank you so much Akil. thank you everyone for listening <laughs> and there you have it we've come to the end of yet another flick fair film festival official podcast but don't worry we'll be back next week just like this week with another exciting and inspiring story, just like Kelly's with the film Shores that you can find at flickfair.com. So until next time, listeners, take care.